We're back. Hour number two of our broadcast. Still to come. This is supposed to be Donald Trump's big day. An announcement tonight. 9 o'clock p.m. from Mar-a-Lago. But some information that is out from a major conservative organization kind of steps on this announcement. We will talk about that and the announcement itself during the course of this broadcast during this hour. First, Transformation Tuesday. One of the things that, and, and this is something I'm addressing entirely to people who name the name of Christ. At the core of anything that is genuinely Christian is a death. It's a death to self, a denial of self. This is not a popular message. I think one person really impacted me in this way with this message was A.W. Tozer. A person, from my perspective, was also a clearly a prophet. He talked a lot about these issues of self-denial and of death to self. What we've done in Western alleged Christian culture is we have baptized self. Remember the syncretism we've talked about? It allows us to continue doing what we've done before, which is to focus on doing everything else we were doing before. It's just now that we're wet. We've been baptized. Here's Steve Crosby's latest post. The way of the cross and denial of self has little to do with our behaviors about this and that. Uh, What is Steve talking about? He's talking about all the lifestyle legalism stuff that so many religious people focus on. Things that most of the time have absolutely no basis in Scripture. And I'm talking about the rules that people have made, like, you know, it's not Christian to play cards and do certain things on Sunday and... You know what I'm talking about. Mixed bathing. These are things that really have no basis in anything. The way of the cross, Steve continues, it has to do with status, rank, fame, notoriety, honor, influence, etc. Especially as those become doorways to money which is necessary for worldly power and authority. The way of Jesus voluntarily renouncing these things, see that you tell no one. You know, this is a powerful phrase. You know, I did not think on this very much. How many times Jesus told someone, don't tell anyone? What do we do? Oh, go tell everybody. (laughs) And the reason is, we're wanting to grow our brand. You know, it's for the Lord. Remember that. Steve continues, the entire machinery of all Christian religion from stem to stern, top to bottom, gears, oil, and gas is the exact opposite. We're all being duped by the seemingly innocent and veritably reasonable unrelenting pressure from our culture 
be sure to click like, subscribe, give a five-star rating, on and on relentlessly bombarding us. We really can't tell the difference between Adam Smith, Tony Robbins, Amazon, Google, TikTok, and Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> be sure you tell no one. And be sure to click like. They belong in two utterly different and unreconcilable kingdoms. Wow. It's a powerful message, isn't it? And I think it should be very clear that the way of Jesus very often turns people away. Remember when he delivered that message about eating my flesh and drinking my blood? A little bit later it says a number of people who were following did not follow anymore. They recognized what that meant. It was a, it was a major transformation, major change in laying down your life, they knew what it meant. It wasn't just about some communion ceremony. They knew there was a death to the old life. And they decided, ah, no thank you. <laughs> Transformation Tuesday. I hope it stirs some things as it did for me. So we have a big announcement coming up tonight. This announcement expected to be the plans for Donald Trump to run for president a third time. That is what is coming up. Formally announcing his intention to run for president in 2024. Speaking this evening, 9 o'clock from his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida. Donald Trump teased what is expected to be his announcement at a rally in Dayton, Ohio, on the eve of the critical midterm election, which did not go as well as many were expecting. By the way, as an aside, it's kind of comical. As every time I think about Palm Beach, I'm reminded of the last time I was there, well, there were a couple of observations. I remember landing there the very first time. First time I visited Palm Beach at the airport, Air Force One was there. And I remember going to a part of Palm Beach and riding around. It didn't dawn me at the time. But I saw all these emergency vehicles. Like, what is there? And I realized, as I looked back, that was Mar-a-Lago. That's why there was all the security outside of that particular area. Just kind of an interesting observation. Not everybody is jumping on board with excitement. We've got some members of Congress that have already come out in support of Donald Trump. But there's one major conservative organization which is putting out some information that is probably not going to be encouraging to Donald Trump. In fact, if he's seen this, he's probably seething because it's not favorable to him. We're talking about some new polling information, and this is an organization that's very highly respected. We'll talk about that as we continue. Also, Chuck Schumer, he has a very special message. 
for the Republicans. <laughs> Boy, these folks really are sneaky. They're really communicating two messages at one time. We'll tell you what those messages are. Also, the cost of living still, still going up with inflation. We're going to talk about a couple of things that will be more expensive. That much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us. tiresome it really is <laughs> on transformation tuesday speaking of the importance of your works in terms of your salvation a friend and i were discussing this recently this was part of that conversation this issue of dying to self i'm glad to hear that always glad to know when people are having deep and substantive conversations one sect of Christianity believes you can lose your salvation, but lives like you can't. Another one believes you can't, but lives like you can. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That is so weird, isn't it? The texture has said we need to have a civil war. We have more guns and bullets. Needs to think wisely in what he says. The speech patrol police, FBI, FB spy listening we need to be united toward a common deep state enemy we're all on the same team but that kind of thinking separates and divides and we all lose i.e libertarian voters never win their vote wasted violence is not in our bill of rights our constitution needs to be our only option problem is the power-driven politicians who violate it unfortunate isn't it and you know some of these folks text in just to get under your skin and see how stirred up they can get you. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who like to do that. Are you ready for this? Politico. Club for Growth steps on Trump relaunch with polls showing DeSantis beating him. By the way, <laughs> very predictably, somebody from the Trump campaign chimed in when they cross trump they lose and that's not going to change oh really so the conservative club for growth sending a warning shot at former president donald trump on the eve of his expected campaign launch and indicating it might back his chief potential rival florida governor ron DeSantis. the anti-tax organization which was once a staunch trump ally over the last year has broken with him they provided Politico with a polling memo showing the former president trailing DeSantis by double digits. In one-on-one -on -one matchups in Iowa and New Hampshire, the first two states on the GOP nominating calendar. The surveys also showed DeSantis leading Trump by wide margins in Florida, their shared home state, and Georgia, which is holding a December 6th runoff for one of its Senate seats. Hmm. David McIntosh, who is the Club for Growth president, 
said Republicans need to be united to get behind a strong candidate and a platform that shows voters real solutions to beat Biden and the Democrats in 2024. Our polling shows Republican primary voters recognize Trump's insults against Republicans as hollow and counterproductive and is taking a significant toll on his support. The polling, McIntosh added, suggested Trump could help Republicans by delaying his expected announcement until after the Georgia runoff. But that would require being concerned about somebody other than yourself. Those are my comments, by the way. The club's decision to move against Trump, part of a rising tide of dissent within the GOP, while the former president maintains a base of support, a number of figures in the party are blaming him for Republicans weaker than expected showing in the midterms, arguing it's time to move on. According to the polling memo, based on survey data conducted 11th through the 13th of November, DeSantis leads Trump by 11 percentage points in Iowa, 15 points in New Hampshire. And by the way, before I go any further, those two states don't surprise me at all. Not in the least bit. One of the things, can I say this again, and those of you who are still diehard Trump supporters, and, and the same could be said of anybody I might support, so I want you to understand this, but you have to understand, nobody give a, gives a rat's rear end what you think and how you feel about a particular person. What we have to do We've got to think of the bigger picture. Yes, I like this person, but can they win over? Can they win over these swing voters that have been essential in every presidential election in recent memory? That's the question. So if you want something more, there are words I'm really dying to use here to drive home my point that I'm <laughs> trying to be careful here. If the focus is your own pleasure and your own enjoyment of the candidate, if that's the end purpose, be prepared to lose. That's what you need to understand. If you're enjoying a candidate, who has some reach beyond the us for no more close the door. It's another story altogether. Let's talk more about these numbers. This is an improvement for DeSantis since August. Their polling back then found Trump with a 15-point lead in Iowa, and the two were tied in New Hampshire. That was August. The memo also says DeSantis leads Trump by 26 points in Florida, 20 points in Georgia. In August, DeSantis led Trump by 7% in Florida, 6% in Georgia. The polls conducted by Republican firm WPA Intelligence surveyed likely GOP voters. The release of this memo represents the latest twist in a complicated relationship between the Club for Growth and Trump. They savaged Trump during the 2016 campaign, became an ally during the White House 
tenure of the president. In fact, McIntosh was an informal advisor to Trump following his 2020 election loss, with the Club for Growth leader helping to shape the former president's endorsements in key midterm races. But the tensions arose during the Ohio Senate primary when Trump backed J.D. Vance. Club for Growth lined up behind Josh Mandel. When Trump asked the Club for Growth to stand down in its support for Mandel, McIntosh refused. At one point during the back and forth, Trump sent McIntosh a text message through a personal assistant that told the club head to go F yourself. Vance ultimately won that primary and later the general election. The feud intensified earlier this year when the Club for Growth donated $2 million to bolster DeSantis' re-election bid, another $1 million, to a super PAC aligned with another prospective Trump challenger, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. The group also held an education policy event with Texas Senator Ted Cruz, another possible 2024 candidate. This is getting messy, isn't it? Taylor Butowich, who heads MAGA Incorporated, the principal pro-Trump super PAC, fired back at the club Monday, arguing Trump had failed. Actually, he's arguing this group has failed in many of the midterm races invested in and called into question the accuracy of the group's polling data. Of course they are. <laughs> Boy, this is going to get so messy. I hope it's quick, though. Just make it quick, and we can move on. Wouldn't that be nice? Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, we'll find a few gems here on the text line. <laughs> some very predictable things, some of which I will ignore. I, I just want to say, okay, uh, I, I need to say this for the record. I can think of two periods of time where I got really nasty texts from people. The first was when I refused to support Barack Obama and was thought to be disloyal to my race because I didn't support the first black president. But I have to tell you, a close second, and I don't know, maybe these folks have surpassed the ire I received from those folks. It's the Donald Trump supporting people who have sent the most ignorant and nasty posts to me. I'm not talking about people being supportive. It, it be, you can support whoever you like, but I'm talking about just being nasty, just profoundly hateful. They're in the same category. 
as far as I'm concerned. And that is what concerns me. When people are allegedly on my side, and when I say my side, I'm talking about right of center. It's not about my feelings or anything like that. That that doesn't matter. What concerns me is that's in your heart. That really concerns me. Like this idiotic text. Vince vouching for the McCain method again, which works so well. Who in the hell is advocating for any McCain method? Who is one of the most critical people of John McCain and Lindsey Graham? Remember them? How they tried to work together with Democrats? It was nauseating. And you're not going to find a single program or a single piece of evidence that I supported any of that nonsense. Any case, I like this text. I might love you unconditionally, but only God will I trust and support unconditionally. That is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Very important to make that distinction. And I'm not sure some people are there. Vince never pays to be nasty in a text email or in person. On a side note, I get texts about 15 million times a day by the Trump campaign no matter what. <laughs> no matter what I try. Can't seem to stop it. It's making me nuts. <laughs> I understand. Vince, your show is totally rigged against the greatest president of all time. LOL. <laughs> yeah, that is too funny. So we talked about the Club for Growth, about the announcement coming up tonight. Here's something pretty comical. Chuck Schumer, up Chuck Schumer. He has a wonderful message for the Republicans. <laughs> this is a winner. A post-election proposition for Republicans dump Donald Trump and join with Democrats to enact popular legislation. Oh, there's a wonderful idea. This is supposed to be an appeal to Senator Mitch McConnell and other Republicans to join with Democrats in posting accomplishments, not pursuing a stalemate. I'm going to reach out to McConnell and say to the non-MAGA Republicans, work with us. We want to get some things done here. What gives us the opening is they know embracing Trump and MAGA is a failure. Not all Republicans know it, but a large number do. See, this is what I tell you about all the time, folks, about false binary choices. Just because I'm not embracing this MAGA idea. Well, let me back up here. Because the ideas of making America great again. Who would not be behind that? But just because I'm not behind the idea of embracing another Trump candidacy does not mean I want to embrace a McConnell approach or Lindsey Graham approach. This is an offer likely to be declined in the immediate aftermath of the voting. Mr. Sh Mr. Schumer said it was sincere. 
He did not specify any issue or policy proposal that could be a potential area of cooperation, but Mr. Schumer argued Democrats' stronger than expected performance had been a reward from voters for getting bills to President Biden's desk on issues like tacking, tackling climate change, improving gun safety, and lowering prescription drug costs. Driving home his point, Mr. Schumer conceded Democrats would have to give some ground to have a realistic chance of reaching compromise with their counterparts across the aisle. Isn't this wonderful? Just separate from those MAGA people and come with us. You can trust us. <laughs> give me a break. Speaking of costs, my goodness, one of the things that the president's been very quick to do is to talk about how bad it is elsewhere compared to here. There's truth in what he's saying. This has never been the standard. Well, it's worse elsewhere. <laughs> Breitbart has an interesting story on what's happening. Food prices in Germany spiking by just under 40% over last year. Items like potatoes spiking as much as 70% in 12 months. The German public facing a massive surge in the price of food. The overall price of groceries in the country risen by nearly 40% in the last 12 months. Many in the country already treading financial water because of the surge in energy prices. Folks, I just want to warn you. This is what they've done over there. This is what's going to happen over here if we allow the radical Democrat agenda to succeed. It's not a pretty picture, folks. Stay with us. Over on the text line, the final stretch of the broadcast. Vince, I voted for Trump, but I'm not brainwashed and always appreciates a different perspective, especially yours. Unfortunately, I can see more and more how polarizing Trump can be and how some Republican voters can be just as nasty and stupid. It should only be about what's good for the country, not for themselves or their ego. It's horribly sad and disheartening. How do we get that unity back? This really is the devil's world at the moment. Wow. That's a powerful text. It really is. Also, Vince, thanks to what the Trump knuckleheads did on January 6th and the repeated theme of threat to democracy, MAGA and the Red Hats are now stigmatized. Republicans need to abandon that campaign theme. Hmm. Quite interesting. Just a sampling of some of the items here on the text line. Wow, that one text really uh, 
I have to tell you, it really um, struck my heart, really did, because we're at a place where um, this is another very important thing that I want to see out of somebody. I want to see someone who can come along and genuinely be a unifier. That's really important. I'm really going to have to unify people who are at a place now of being at odds with each other over the nominee. But bringing in those independents and those swing voters that I was talking about earlier, this is going to be a challenge. It's going to take somebody with some real special skill and heart. So think about that. Think about who's going to be able to do that. Going to be able to come in kind of with a clean slate to bring a voice, a message, and really important to add on to that, the character and the credibility to be able to say, you know what, let's come along together and do this thing. That's my perspective anyway. All right, folks, let's take a look at the day in history. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing well, Vince. Thank you. Excellent. Let's jump right in. We have a total of eight questions. The first in 1777. Before we had the Constitution of the United States, we had this. And the first one was adopted in 1777. What was it? Declaration of Independence? No, this was well, actually right. this was actually the Article of Confederation. The first one was adopted back in 1777. This is why they recognized that this wasn't going to work very well and had to do this all over again. And that produced our Constitution, thank goodness. 1806, Lieutenant Zebulon Pike spots a really impressive mountain in Colorado. What do you think is the name of that mountain now? Pike's Peak. Pike's Peak is absolutely correct. 1867, the very first item of this type debuted, revolutionizing stock trading. I give you a hint. You can watch the uh, financial channels and see it all day at the bottom of your screen. The what ticker. is it? The stock ticker. That debuted way back in 1867. Isn't that amazing? 1867. 1957, this guy made his movie debut. I'm sure many of you remember his song with this title. Elvis. What was the name of the movie? Do you know? Um, Born in the Ghetto? <laughs> I should have given you the title of the movie, and you would guess the name, which I will do. Maybe not. It's Love Me Tender. I don't know. I'm you would have guessed Elvis. Oh, well, yeah, I would have guessed Elvis. I of course you would have. I should have reversed that. I have not seen it either. 1960 is the year the USS George Washington. What was significant about this submarine? It was a first of this type. Nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> you are right. Or who is that? Was that George Bush? Bush used to say nuclear. Lots of folks are guilty of that. Nuclear. Uh, 1969, 250,000 people protesting in Washington, D.C. What brought all of those people out to the Capitol? What were they protesting? Uh, the Vietnam War. Vietnam is absolutely correct. 
1984, I think we've had this question recently. This person, Baby Faye, passed away. She survived all of 20 days with a heart. What was different about this heart? Oh, um, I don't know. It was a baboon heart. I think we had this question when it was actually put in 20 days ago. I have to keep it light. Yeah, there you go. 2001 is the year. Are you a big gamer, by the way? No, not at all. I didn't think so. 2001, Microsoft came out with this. And uh, we've had plenty of um, eternal children ever since. What did they release? Oh, I'm in not, 2001. I'm not sure they've released a, so much. You're not a gamer. It's Xbox. Okay. Xbox gaming console. Yeah, I'm, even in case you didn't know, I'm not anti-gaming, but I noticed they're just, you know, for some people, they just are locked in eternal childhood with this stuff. So, that's what doesn't thrill me. That's all the time we have for the broadcast. As you know, tonight is the big announcement. Mar-a-Lago, 9 p.m. What is going to be the impact here? Are you going to watch for yourself? We'll discuss what is communicated and the reaction to it as we continue our broadcast tomorrow at the same time. Thanks very much for joining us, and God bless you. Adios.